Good evening, everyone. It is your favorite silly goose, Cicely Marie, here with a, a overview of this really weird energy we have going on since the beginning of this year. And it's the Mercury trine Mars energy. And it brings to mind, is that Jagged Edge? It's either Jagged Edge or Casey and Jojo. But uh, no, I think it's Jagged, Jagged Edge. Let me see, let me see, let me see. No, that's Jodeci. It's Jodeci. What must I say? What must I do? To show how much I think about freaking you. That's the energy that this trine is giving me, at least. It's been having one of those days like, what the hell is going on? What is up with this week? What is all of this ooey gooey crazy ass energy going around and it's because mercury and mars are both in retrograde but they're in trine with each other so there's a perfect magnified triangle between them and whatever aspect they point at in your chart is going to feel it so i have a water mercury and a water mars and when I tell you all of the oceanesque feelings, all of the ill type of things that have been going on in this world are actually kicking my ass. Talk about emotional destruction, emotional contemplation, emotional foolishness is just ugh. It really makes me question, must I say, must I say, what must I do to get this shit over with? But the only thing we can do is wait. Only thing we can do is wait. Like, I'm going to do a... Slipknot would say wait and bleed. Oh, I watch the eyes up to me, peel down and clear the stone only. I cry out where you can see inside my shell. I wait for blood. Oh man! Oh, you know about that? Yeah. Let's let's just say I have a very diverse music taste because I opened the um show up with Jodeci Fina. Take nice. my money, my house, and my car for one hit of you, baby. You can have it all. You know, you See. can tell when when an artist is going to be doing something like that. Rather, when they have a name like Joe to see, you know, it's going to be like some R and B or some cool stuff or something conscious. And then, but then, any one of them niggas have big or lil in front of the name, you know, you know it's going to be some wobbly, 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 wobbly. <laughs> that now that is true. Because I mean, like, you just think about what Usher, right? Singing, mm -hmm. right? You know, big, big, big pun, rapping about some stupid shit. <laughs> you know what? You are absolutely controversial, but not exactly wrong. Hmm. <laughs> well, you know, bold, I, brash, but not necessarily wrong. I am that I am. All okay. right. So, uh, what did you have? Um, some particular focus. The focus of today, I'm going through a transit in my chart. Transits are the. How did you bop back? Come back here. You haven't gotten away. Yeah, I just hit the, hit the, um, an incorrect, anyway, I'm listening. Transits are the next steps of birth charts. So my progressed transit right now, I have Pluto sextile 
to where Pluto was when I was born. Pluto trying to my moon right now. Neptune trying to Pluto. Neptune to Neptune. I have a bunch of sextiles and harmonious aspects and only one, two, three, four squares. But the rest of them are harmonious aspects within two degrees of where they were when I was born. Mm. So I'm coming into some really ooey gooey ass, really emotionally healing places, but it's really ugly to feel when you're trying to ignore your damn feelings. Hmm. I want to know how do I get this thing to stop flashing on my screen? You've been promoted to moderator. You've been promoted to moderator. You've been promoted to moderator. Keeps doing that. And I, you know, I think I, I updated the app recently or checked if it needed updates, but that's just annoying. I was doing that yesterday. I don't know how, how I got it to stop. But it's so weird. Mm-hmm. Anyway, don't let me distract you from, like, I'm just, I'm just being random. Just weird. Yeah, right. But I'm looking at all of these transits together. Like, Mars is in conjunction with Mercury this week. But in my chart... What's your function? Conjunction function? What's your function? But no, it's been... The only way I can describe it is this feeling of not being able to move forward. Like every time I attempt to move forward with something, I get drawn back. So I've really had to sit still and understand the process what's going on because it's quite obnoxious, like absolutely obnoxious. Only thing I've been able to do is keep a consistent schedule of shows. And that's about it. My entire life fell apart this early part of this month. So I'm starting it back together. Together. Come on, people now. Shine up, everybody. I forget how the song goes. Try and love one another right now. Come on, people now. Wait a minute. Shine on your brother. Everybody get together. Try to love one another right now. Retrograde is over tomorrow. Really? Mercury retrograde is finally over. We don't have another one till April 21st. Hmm. But Venus, Venus and Mars, well, Mars is in retrograde till the 12th. So Mars is out, but we're still in that shadow period. Jupiter is from September 4th. Okay, that's 2023. Uranus has been in retrograde. It since, is 2023. But that's in, it starts in June, June 17th, 2020. Okay, so you're trying not to project too far forward? Right. Okay, so, okay. Uranus is still in retrograde. Oh, Uranus is in retrograde. It is. I feel ass backward as fuck. <laughs> Uranus. It's been in retrograde. Earth, Mercury, Venus, Earth, Mars, uh, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. Mm-hmm. It's been in retrograde since August 24th, 2022, and it comes out of retrograde January 22nd, 2023. So it's 151 days in retrograde. Hey, Charlie, by the way, how do we get Cicely, uh, her video capabilities, by the way, sir? Does she have to, Hello, Charlie. Does she have to um, uh, contact you directly? And why the hell is moderator flashing on my the, Charlie? It is, I'm, I'm going to get a. I'm. I'm. I'm not. Uh, you know. I'm not epileptic or anything like that. But I think I'm going to have a seizure with this. You have been promoted to moderator. Keeps flashing on the screen over and over again. It was doing that yesterday too. You have been promoted to moderator. You have been promoted to moderator. You have been promoted to moderator. Keeps flashing on the screen. And also, I had to delete a bunch of my shows that were unpublished yesterday because, well, they wouldn't publish. <clears throat> so I just said, forget it. It's been that long since I haven't seen them. So anyway, Charlie, I appreciate you and all your hard work with your team. So let me know. I'm getting some bugs. I don't know if I have to uh, install, uninstall, and re- reinstall it. But um, 
uh, Cicely, what, um, what, uh, what is this question here? Is it, is it because the Mercury trine Mars, like what's happened? So Mercury is out of retrograde, right? And today, Mars is out of retrograde oh, Mars and Mercury of... comes out tomorrow. But okay, there so, is Mer a... hmm? so it's going to be Mercury retrograde tomorrow? We're coming out of Mercury retrograde tomorrow. Oh, going into Mars. Going into Mars retrograde. Or what? No, what they is were about both Mars? in retrograde together. Mars came out first, and Mercury is just lingering. So we're in okay. the shadow period of Mars being in retrograde because uh, it's about six days out since that ended. And now we're going to go into the shadow period of Mercury in retrograde. So they're both starting to turn forward at the same time. So they'll give us a boost. Because later on this month, Jupiter is coming into Aries, so it's going to be a lot of good luck coming for that. But we yeah. got to get past this slingshot phase. And the, I call it the slingshot phase because when planets go retrograde, they force us to pull back and look at what we need to change for the next year. And with the planet of innovation, Uranus in retrograde as well, it has a 151-day cycle in retrograde. We have a lack of motivation. Communication can sometimes seem off during retrogrades as well. And the lack of action is absolutely maddening for a lot of people. Like I have been forced to sit still when I don't want to sit still. And this is like torture for me. Yeah. I'm used to springing forward in the beginning of the new year. But hey, so, so unfortunately. Mm -hmm. um, I love I love that. Can you un make me not make me the moderator real quick? I just want to see something if it stops it from flashing on the screen like that because that it's like a oh my gosh wow! All right, try it again. Let me see if that happens again. Can you make me moderator? Okay. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Well, just leave it. I guess I can ignore it. <laughs> wow. Or close your phone for a second and open it up and see if that helps. Mm -hmm. The 19th is the retrograde of Mars post-shadow. The thing is... The thing is... Mercury is in Capricorn wow. in retrograde. So it's in the current sun sign in retrograde. So it's actually pulling everybody back, including the sign ahead. Because normally they don't affect me as badly because... When I was born, six planets were in retrograde. I had Neptune, Mars, Venus, Mercury, Uranus, and Jupiter all in retrograde when I was born. Hmm. So I bring new meaning to ass backwards because literally most of my planets were backwards. Hmm. I would like to I would like to read into something a little more pleasant because I've been wondering what the hell can we do during this day. But we have a waning crescent moon in Sagittarius. The greatest need is to always search for something. In order to feel safe, you might find out find that you need to have a goal, mission, or philosophy that gives your life meaning. With the moon in Sagittarius, you have an optimistic approach to life and you believe in things, you believe things will get better, even if you get into trouble. Okay, the organs of Sagittarius moon sign is liver, sacrum, thigh bone, tailbone, hip muscles, hip joints, lumbar, vertebra, and the lumbar muscles. Connected. These organs... Tailbone, the tailbone connected to the hip bone. No, it's the pelvic bone. Well, that is the hip bone. Yeah, well, you know. I was close. Close enough. Funny yeah, enough, they say they say surgical operations. This is a divination process. They use the phase of the moon to discover if you can actually have a surgery today. It says, yes, surgical operations are recommended during the waning moon. However, avoid surgeries of the organs under the influence of the moon sign. So don't do any liver sur surgery or bone, lower body bone surgery. Well, you know, some serial killers believe you can have surgery at any time. 
You know what? <laughs> Don't worry, people. You can have your bones taken out any day. Fun fact. One of the weirdest things that I tell people when I get overstimulated, they're like, what's the matter? The, the It's too loud in here, and I can feel the fact that my bones are wet. Mm. Yeah, that's weird. I think I would never want to feel that. Well, I wouldn't say never, but that's just not. <laughs> it doesn't sound pleasant. It, it's not some... pleasant at all. Like I, When I get overstimulated, I can actually feel the fact that my bones are wet and my mouth will never stop feeling like that type of skin. It's so hard to explain to people. They're like, what's the matter? I just need to go lay in the dark for a minute. Why? Because I just remembered my bones are wet. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, that's quite a thing. <clears throat> I have wet bones. Okay. Or at least to feel them. I mean, I guess they're always wet because they're kind of bathed in blood. Well, not bathed right. in and have yeah, arteries often. running in and out of yeah. them and whatnot. It's interesting. I got to put this in the progressed moon charts, the lunar calendar for the for January. Uh huh. In the comments because it's really in depth, and it shows what part of the body can be operated on, and if it's a good operation day, based on the sign, because you know Aries rules the head, so. With the waxen crescent moon in Aries, head, teeth, tongue, and arteries are good surgery days. And then Taurus, that's the one right after. At 2343, on Friday, January 27th, we move into Taurus. Yeah. And that rules the neck, vocal cords, throat, and thyroid glands. So you're saying that... Um... When does it move into there, into Taurus? And, and what is it exactly? You said we, like as in a collective? We, as in the collective moon outside that everybody sees is moving into okay. that. And that's from Friday, January 27th of this month. At 2343, it moves into Taurus. And, that, and then it becomes the first quarter moon. And we end off January 31st with a waxing gibbous moon in Gemini. Nice. Waxing gibbous. Mm -hmm. We got a new moon in Capricorn at 18-29, January 21st. So it moves from Capricorn to Aquarius. And that progresses in the natural order of the zodiac. Right. It was the pre-session, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm following so far. Yeah. So now do you always now when you do readings, does it always have to go in this like this sort of thing where the main um uh what is it? When you first start reading the opening part, do you always go into um that particular aspect, like the moon is in so and so when you're doing a daily reading? Yes, because the moon can shift every two or three days. It's like every two and a half to three days, it changes into a different sign. Mm-hmm. So if it's that's the fastest moving out of, that's the most consistently moving planet in the entire chart. Because it's always moving into a separate sign. And some days, like, there have been cases where twins have been born. And one was born at 2330. And the other one was born at 2335. Hmm. One was a Taurus moon and one was an Aries moon. Well, You must be moving around. Why is that? Your mic too close. I can hear oh. you. How about I don't now? know what you do. That's better. All right. So, what? Um, I've lost lost my thought for a moment. That's okay. Hmm. Now, currently, right now in the sky, we have Sun and Capricorn, Moon and Sagittarius, third quarter Moon, almost ready for a new Moon. Mercury and Capricorn in retrograde. Venus is finally in Aquarius. 
Mars and Gemini, Jupiter and Aries. Jupiter and Aries is going to last till May 14th. Saturn is also in Aquarius. Uranus is in Taurus in retrograde, and that's almost over. That'll be over on the 22nd, and that's that hard-headed, stubborn-ass energy. Neptune is at home in Pisces. Home Pisces. Pluto is in Capricorn. Gross. Why is that gross, Pluto and Capricorn? Because that transformative energy has nowhere to go with multiple planets being in retrograde in that energy. It creates a square to other planets simply because it has a 151-day cycle in retrograde. Okay. So that's that sticky, stuck feeling where we're, we're trying to transform because Pluto is the planet of transformation and making big changes, and we're not allowed to do it because the planet of innovation is in retrograde as well. Mm. And so a lot of people have been feeling really stuck and stagnant in the energy of the new year. That's interesting because I've just been progressing like um, in a lot of ways, especially because my only focus right now is very mercenary on money. And, and uh, January has so far been my most financially successful month. That's because you were already working on what you've been doing. You've been consistent in that since like 2021. Uh, yeah, I mean, I got I got back to U.S. in September and started oh, this yeah. journey. So you've been back into that. You got in a groove that had started before Mercury retrograde or Mars retrograde. And I want to say that Uranus went retrograde in October. So anything that you try to start during a retrograde is really hard to keep consistently. But the fact that you started beforehand means that you just cruised on through it. Now, yeah, I mean, the rest I guess of us. One of the things, though, is that um, my students during the new year, they stopped coming to the gym consistently. I can believe it. It's hard to. I just, I just got paid by one of them because he's on a membership. But, you know, <laughs> he's not he's not here. Hmm. I was just sending him a text message and tell him to come to, to Tuan's class. I'll send Tuan that um, $10 drop-in fee. Well, might as well. Yeah. See if he can come back. I just pulled up a relocation chart for a different city by my birthday. Like, there's so many different levels once we get past the original birth chart. Yeah. We can do transit calendars, full moon, natal perfections, which is an annual calendar of all how the full moon will affect you, personal daily horoscopes, solar returns for this year. I need to look at this solar return chart. I think the next full moon is on the 21st. Um, no, month. it's the, no, the new oh, the, It's the new moon is the 21st. Mm -hmm. yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, new moon. <clears throat> oh, Okay. This is an interesting from the personal daily horoscope. And this is from AstroSeek, a totally free site that has all of this information on it. And you can create your own account, but they give you all of the tools as long as you know the proper information. So you hear that, Charlie, get your AstroSeek chart and have uh, Cicely read you. I definitely will. I enjoy reading them. Mm. I'm going to read this one. This is what I was talking about earlier with the moodiness and being all in my feelings. Moon yeah. transiting in the seventh house. During this transit, your moon will be mainly influenced by a relationship with your partner and your loved ones. You will be more empathetic and receive, receptive to the needs of others, and you will have the desire to look after your partner. However, there are, if there are any problems in the relationship, there's a risk for confrontation. You also tend to see your partnership, your partner as a very moody person. The same is true for relationships with friends and families or your business partners. If you have any enemies, there is a risk of an emotional escalation of a situation. Or, on the other hand, you may achieve reconciliation and compromise. You can also feel the desire to meet new people and have new intimate conversations. This transit will increase your popularity and attractiveness. However, if you are extremely introverted or don't have many people in your life, you may feel sad because of the lack of friends. 
However, be careful not to be too dependent on other people these days. If you're dealing with a little litigation, it is possible that there will be some urgent circumstance you will have to come to deal with. Funny enough, this transit lasts about three to five days and a little bit of a little bit of preface. I left a long-term partner and moved out in the same week. So that's pretty accurate. It's like he's either going to fall apart or be great. Also, also, transit moon in opposition to the moon in the sky. It is intense for just a few hours. Watch out for extreme mood swings. There's also an increased likelihood of quarrels and disputes with you and your loved ones, especially females during this transit. You may have more difficulty expressing your emotions. Mm. No wonder I've been feeling like a, a ball of fire. The transit moon is square to where Saturn was when I was born. You feel overwhelmed by work and financial affairs. You may have to work overtime and you will not be rewarded immediately. If there are any issues in your life that need to be reevaluated with time, this transit will help you understand them and show you that. Are you, I was wondering what that was. This transit will help you understand them and show you that it is time to explore them in depth, depth now. Family relationships and affairs can suffer slightly, and you may feel lonely and without support. Take a period of opportunity to learn to rely on yourself. That's quite useful. Ooh. I'm starting to see there's a, how all these things shift around. It, it's um, It's quite fascinating because... You know, these are, it's, I mean, man, I just, there's a lot of astronomy and which is really cool. I don't understand the whole pseudoscience thing. You're tracking the planets, but then you're just, but you're assigning different attributes to it. I mean, I don't really see the big difference. I mean, you have to know, you pay attention to what's happening with the, uh, with the planets and then look inside the books to see what their translations are, right? Right. With the degrees and the angle, I have to do the same amount of math that an astronomer will have to do to show you where the moon is in the sky. The only difference is astrology is more so the explanation of astronomy for regular people. Right. And this is kind of like the way to explain mass hypnosis to people. I don't understand why we're all feeling crazy right now. Look at where the moon is. What sign is it in? Like, even if you ask an astronomer, they would tell you, well, there is a lunar eclipse coming. So this is why people may start to feel uneasy. We may see animals even being uneasy. You know, now, vibes. Now, does, um, do, yeah, I wondered about that. People, when there, when there are eclipses, um, I guess because people does it have anything to do with people being having fear of the dark or like what does that come from? It's more so the fear of the unknown in the sky, like what's happening. Uh, so it creates an unrest kind of feeling in some people that aren't equipped and understanding, or they have no knowledge of astrology. But overall, it's just like a scatterbrained. For certain charts, if the moon is in a planet. Say, for instance, the moon is in Capricorn and we have an eclipse while the sun is in Aquarius. Those two signs may feel a really odd shift and the rest of the world will be like, oh, alignment. I'm feeling a little better. But it all depends on the personal chart. Like, I can't say that every person gets like that, but I have seen people get very frazzled during eclipses and retrograde. Especially with Mars. So even these little subtle things around, all of that still continue to have influence. And documented influence for over 10,000 years. Mm. 
because it's all been documented. That was the thing for me. If it was such a pseudoscience, why do we study it so long and why does it still persist here? Well, the, the thing is, is that <clears throat> the pseudo prefix only gets put onto it because uh, many scientists that, that do practice the so-called natural sciences or life sciences don't, um, I don't think a lot of them don't use it, you know, of course, for, for divination. So anything, if you, if anything that's considered divination, like my runes or the tarot or and numerology, my three go-to divinations are um, considered to be pseudosciences. <clears throat> Even though in numerology you have to consistently add, you know, and work with mathematics and, and I don't know. It's, it's great, though, to be able to have a degree of control over some things. Right. Or a degree of knowing. Because I've been told by people that don't believe in divination processes that there is only the here and now. Stop looking to anything for the future. And I'm like, so I'm not supposed to fear the unknown, but I'm supposed to walk out with absolutely no knowledge of what's going on. And you expect me to trust humans? No, you got to trust the universe. But the universe gave me the skills and the resources to figure this out, but I'm supposed to walk in blind. That doesn't make sense, you know? Mm. So you want me to trust humans. Wow. Well, that's something that I I know you don't. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) Absolutely not. Because that place is too much power in other people's hands. If I make my choice based on my divination that's closer to the universal and me because I don't have to consult with anybody else. But if you expect me to consult with you about my future and put my future in your hands, you've really lost your fucking marbles. (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, um, People going nuts over their uh, placements. huh? And also if you think, uh, Certain things don't affect people. It, it's it's it is really interesting to me to see how people shift and change when the when the stars are aligned in a different way, so to speak. Yes, I do have to. Oh, let me tell you about this. Okay. Hello, Ra. Hi, Ra. How you doing? I like that shirt. I'm actually might order one of those. That's pretty I dope. Spoke to Ra a little bit yesterday in a room that they were doing about. Um, God is a liar, or is it God is dead, something like that. Um, and uh, I was talking to him about being an, uh, he, he used the term um, an agnostic uh, theist, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got to have a conversation one day. Now, Hakeem, I have two long-term transits I have to read for you. Hey, uh, what's up? The long-term transits are sun in the 10th house. This transit transit shifts your focus to your career and goals. You will behave more responsibly and start thinking about what you want to achieve, especially in your professional life. It's likely that you will ask for a raise at work, seek better career opportunities, or start thinking about starting your own business. During this transit, your career comes first and you'll want to do well at work. You may be more in touch with your boss or discover a new mentor. You will also have more interactions with older people. You may even get involved with government. This practical approach to life can help you advance your career, but be careful and wise because this transit could punish you. Be careful about your reputation and avoid all activities that could damage it. Oh, so me dancing on top of the ceiling fan isn't a good idea. Got it. But that's a 30-day transit. But it is in conjunction with Venus that is also transiting through that 10th house. This transit is especially beneficial for your career. You may meet someone who will help you professionally, recommending you to a new position, introducing you to important people or people who will give you a new direction in your career. Your colleagues will like you and respect you. Do not be afraid to use this social influence for career advancement. You can also fall in love with someone you perceive as an authority or someone who is significantly older. However, make sure this romantic relationship is socially acceptable. 
Focus on building relationships with those who can help you professionally. And that transit lasts 25 days. Do you see how they work together? Yeah. Now, how now was and this is still these are readings based on your own uh, information, right? Yes. I usually go for my information to give specifics instead of doing the whole general thing. Because generalizations is kind of where we get a lot of myths in the um, astro community. Like, oh, that's too general. That doesn't apply to me. So I use my chart. And if anybody wants to have their chart read, I can do it that way. But I try to do as specific as possible to show the fingerprint aspect of it and not just the big whole general worldwide feeling. But do you see how interesting that is when the 10th house transits hit? Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting because the descriptions are um, f- kind of flowing along in a way that show and it really delineates and shows the, the transformations. In one way, you have like a clear line of demarcation, but in another, um, it shows a smooth flowing of one to the next. It kind of reminds me of like how sand um, and an hourglass goes from one part to the kind of flows down to the next. Yes. And some aspects are harder and more friction places. And some of them are harmonious like this next aspect. Transit of Mercury in the ninth house. Now is one of the best times for studying and career development. You want to enroll in a university university or start a new job, do it now. Now you are a great storyteller and other people love listening to your stories. You can fully use your creativity when writing, learning, and communicating with people, especially with those from university environments and from other cultures. Now you can also learn a new language with ease. Overall, you will be tolerant of alternative views, ideas, and thoughts. It is also possible that you will get a great new idea that will bring you success. And that's a 30-day transit. That's because when I was born, Mercury was in retrograde in that same house. So I'm back to where I was at my birth. But in the general sense, if I stuck to Mercury trying Mars, I wouldn't realize how deep I could get into storytelling instead of trying to run out and get a regular job. You see the difference? I do, but um, it's it's very subtle. Right. It's the subtle delineations in a, in a personal birth chart versus a general reading. Yes. But those subtle things can give you clues on where you're supposed to be going in relationships and in, like, communication. Where's your energy But it's really odd that my Venus and Sun are in the 10th house right now. And I'm a Capricorn 10th house. So the Sun is sitting right in my 10th house. And it's a career goal aspect. Even though the planet that's surrounded may be in quite quarrelsome places. And then I have Venus in that same house. So instead of my Venus and Sun being in the twelfth house, which is the same place it was when I was born, I'm two places behind. I can't wait for my full solar return where everything goes back to where it was when I was born. That's gonna be dope. Like a full solar return. It's absolutely awesome. And what does that mean, the full solar solar return? Because the sun gives life and um It's basically like your chart is starting over. You get a hard reset. Everything is back where it was when you were born. And it's like, boom. It's like a new, fresh start. Like all of the crap that I've been going through all of last year, the beginning of this year, I can't wait for that hard reset of, oh, you're back home. It's okay. Take a deep breath and start over. Mm -hmm. Start it back over, darling. It's going to be all right. But you know what? No, not really. Not really. You're going to tell me? Yeah. I'm actually, I'd like to hear. I'm actually looking forward to 
Uranus and Neptune being in conjunct again, because I have those both in the same sign. I have them both in Capricorn. So I have an extreme sense of independence, but I have an extreme urge to lose myself in another person. So it's going to be an interesting transit now that I'm single. It's like, woo, what kind of storybook am I going to get lost in this time? Like, what's the, what's going to be the, the work around this time? What is my next listen? Listen. Ooh. You know, I have a show with the Pangburn Hangout on Friday. There's actually a free chart on here called Reverse Engineering Birth Charts. I think I have found my workaround. But I'm going to be fair. I'm going to do it the correct way by listening in and seeing what listening in and seeing exactly what they speak on because a lot of prominent placement personalities exist on this platform i can tell this a lot of virgos a lot of gemini's a lot of libras especially when they get to arguing about politics it's a lot of scorpios too so the fact that i could guess mace just off of the way he spoke and maybe one or two questions. I feel like I have a good idea because, you know, birds of a feather flock together. So I know it's at least two Virgos out of there. Um, maybe one or two Geminis and a couple of Scorpios. I may have a wild card and have that one Sagittarius that's just a jackass running around. But it's kind of easy by listening to what they discuss and how... Um, really off the wall some of those topics are and I'm like oh yeah I know the general energy of this it's a lot of mercutial energy but not in the way of Virgo but more in the way of Gemini lots of speech lots of different things going on now the title of that show is quite clickbaity for me it was I was like hold up what the hell they hit with the, what's the title of it? Astrology doesn't work. Convince me otherwise. I was like, I'm not here to convince nobody of shit. <laughs> if you don't believe in it, you don't believe in it. It's not my job to tell you. You have to believe in astrology. No, but I can read a chart and give you some insight on what you're going through. Hello, Shadow. How you doing? Welcome in. Welcome in. So you guys got to tune in for that, too. That's going to be a hell of a funny one because I'm just like, all right. Let's see how this is going to go. I feel like a lamb fresh for the slaughter on this. Especially with the type of arguments that go on around here. I'm like, yeesh. And funny enough, with me being an Aries, you would think I was more confrontational than I am. I avoid it. I really do, because I go from um, calm to jail time really quick, so I just leave a lot of stuff alone. Hey, Hakeem. Yo. I am really curious about something right now. I need to pull a birth chart for you. Can you give me your information one more time? Oh, uh, yeah, um, let's see, uh, September 17th, 1977. All right. And the time? 5.46 a.m. 5.46 a.m. All right here. New York, New York. In Now I'm doing a comparison chart, not a compatibility chart. Okay, and, and what and what is the? I mean, I understand compatibility. What is the um this comparison stuff? 
I'm comparing and contrasting. Oh, good, because you're answering that. Yeah, like, it's just comparison to... Um, it's comparison and contrast in business versus love relationship. Good, because I could, I could, uh, you know, I can buy love. You know what? This is why I call this man Lex Luthor. He get on my nerves. Like, I really feel like I work for the real life Lex Luthor. I I find out more and more about how he's a supervillain every day. But the joke is, I'm the worst kind of supervillain because I'm the heartbreaker. Like, I'm terrible. Time shall tell. Mm. Now, the thing is, our ascendants are both in earth signs, so they trying to each other. And it says, similarly to a conjunction, these aspects bring about an immediate mutual understanding and how harmony. Moreover, they tend to enrich each other's views, opinions, and ideas. So they are open and able to they're open to the way of new horizons around them. The persons tends to have the same likes and dislikes and discuss their opinions on various subjects. The favors are reciprocal and one has the ability to take over where the other has left off. So business partnerships and teamworks are very favorable here. That's the, that's the aspect where we get along. Now our moons are in opposition but it creates a balanced sense of objectivity. Uh-huh. Mm. Okay, that's pretty good. And then my ascendant versus your moon. Okay, this aspect is often seen in partnerships because it's an indicator of strong emotional support system. The moon's person, the moon person's conjunction with the ascendant of the person's descendant means that they understand each other's feelings well and others' idea. They may become dependent on reciprocal report, support, nurturing, and care. Okay. Uh, dependent? Yeah, that's like, the... What do you mean like um, insulin dependence, uh, heroin dependence, or just plain old chocolate muffin dependence? Like, which what level are we talking about here? We're talking like chocolate muffin dependence. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Okay, so it's Oh, my moon is square to your Venus though. Um it's, is that like a love blocking thing or what was that, what does that mean? It's like a, a square is just a friction aspect. This where we start to argue about shit. I ain't arguing about nothing. Mm. <laughs> see what I did mm. there? I see you. Oh, it's just saying that we have to resolve our other shit from the past before we start a partnership. That's cool. That makes sense. Okay, our... Mm. Okay, Ascendant and Mars, but we're both Cancer Mars, which I don't understand why that aspect's not showing up either. Oh, yes, it does. That's harmonious to your Ascendant. That's about that's Harmonious to my ascendant. What is? How does? How does that uh, play out? It plays out as a gentle. People share the same interests, many of the same activities, work well, work situations included. They're able to feel mutual needs and cooperate well, and it's good for marital relationships as well as business. This couple may help each other grow physically and mentally. The ascendant person may feel a boost of energy by being in the presence of the Mars person. And then Mars, it's I mean, funny. In this case, who who's in Mars right now? I am in Mars. You are okay. the moon. Okay. All right, but right. So, so, I, so, I, so as you're doing that, all of these, I'm in the moon currently and you're in Mars. So these comparisons is my moon, you're Mars. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I just want to make sure that, because sometimes these things change, the, like the planets that you're using. So I just wanted to make sure that for now, the comparison is how my moon is compared to your Mars. Right. And, these and, then, aspects. Okay. and then the next one is my Taurus Ascendant is in trying with Mercury and Virgo. 
The combination is great for communication because both people think a similar way. It's easy for them to plan and work together. The ascendant person is able to quickly understand what the Mercury individual is thinking and can help put ideas into practice. It is easy for the Mercury person to talk to the ascendant person and their good communication can help them solve problems in any relationship. That's why we can work and pull show names and titles together in really quick status. Okay, I see. All right. Because I understand your communication style. Do you now? I told you, it's like being around Lex and Luthor with a little bit of Wolverine in there. Mm. Yeah, every once in a while I do want to claw out an eyeball or two with, with my adamantium uh, talons. Well, those wouldn't be talons or claws. Wolverine ain't no bird. <laughs> Ooh, he ain't no bird. Now, this Venus... I'm Venus and Aries, and you're Pluto and Libra, and it's an exact opposition. Oh, do tell. It has one, two, three, four, five symbols across it. <laughs> this aspect create this aspect creates a very passionate but unstable relationship that usually does not last long. Pluto. <laughs> <laughs> the Pluto partner subconsciously inspects their own feminine side and tries to destroy anything that could be considered a weakness. Venus partner sees their own reflection in the other, but does not understand this destructive power, trying to fight it with Venus's given nature. As a result, this aspect is a difficult transformation that can be achieved after powerful sexual forces, feelings, forces and feelings meet. With resistance, and they eventually manage to find a new awareness that causes growth. Pluto is the planet of transformation and destruction. So it destroys itself and recreates. But it has one, two, three harmonious aspects and two harsh aspects to it. So eh, it balances itself out eventually. Well, something needs to balance, right? It can't be all harmony and all conflict, right? Right. Ooh, my moon is square to your Saturn in Leo. This aspect involves an emotional, a emotional sensitivity and insecurity. The moon person may feel like their emotions are being criticized and invalidated by the Saturn person. And this discomfort could cause the moon person to withdraw and close themselves off. This may lead to an air of awkwardness. <laughs> Well, I'm already an awkward human, so it's funny. Now, um, <clears throat> now, so how much? How many different comparison points are in the comparison? Like, and are they similar in number, or is everything the same in number when you're doing comparison and compatibility, and all the different things you can do with uh, with with astrology? Oh, there are infinite numbers. It depends on how many times our charts cross together. So in this one, I want to say there are 17 easy, harmonious com uh, compatibility, 11 conflicts, eight combinations of easy slash conflict aspects, 15 exacts, three loving, three key, three passion, and five emotional pain. So overall, it's a pretty comprehensive chart. It could go as far as forty or fifty aspects altogether. I'm gonna have to do something like this. There's a book I'm um, called Numerology and the D Divine Triangle, and it it has a lot of trigonometry and uh, well, not really trigonometry. Well, I guess you could call it trigonometry because it's the study of triangles in relation with the with the numerals and numbers. So. Oh, well, many yeah. times you're studying triangles, you know, it's uh, trigonometry. Yep. And there's plenty of triangles. It's actually all based on the angles in the sky. But it's interesting looking at this chart because, you know, your chart is primarily on one side and my chart is primarily on the other side. So when they match up, it looks like a whole damn circle filled with lines. Like, Field with lines. It's really, really cool. 
a lot of this stuff comes down to also not just, and I, and I don't say just in a derogatory term about emotions, but it's not just emotional, it's physical feeling. Is that anything indicated like that, or is that like a given? Yes, but there is one strange thing I'd like to say. We were both born on waxing crescent moons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I wonder, uh, sometimes I wonder if, uh, of the percentages of the crescent moon, um, but I could also find that out. I, I have is... that as well. I'm at oh. phase 47 degrees and you're at phase 52 degrees. So you're a little farther into it's... waxing, but we're born in the same phase. Yeah, it's not that much further. It's only a difference of five degrees. Mm-hmm. All right. But, you know, just like I would, I've been telling people that the difference of a few degrees at the beginning of a, sh- a ship's voyage means many kilometers different out to sea. Yep. Trajectory is just slightly different. Mm. There's a couple of aspects, like my son is square to your Mars in Cancer. This aspect causes strong differences that are almost impossible to overcome. The sun person is unsure of their own identity, while the Mars person tends to take an aggressive stance in a relationship. The presence of strong sexual energy in a relationship is possible, but neither partner fully understands how to balance this energy. Care has to be taken to prevent romance from being drowned out by conflict. That's real, because that be the times I'll be ready to go upside your damn head. Mm. Okay, well, you know, take it easy. Take it easy, yeah, take it easy. But this is really, really interesting as a comparison of charts as in business. But what I don't understand is why the business relationship has so many aspects of sexual power to it. But I guess sex sells, so it might be... It might be along that lines. Um, it could be. Masculine, the masculine and feminine, feminine balancers. But the thing that really tickles me the most is that it's so much about being either, it's like we're either going to do really, really well as business partners or really, really fucked up. And the, <laughs> and the well, reason I, mean, I looked at it all that can be said, but I mean, it's also just, again, like a suggestion, right? It's not, it's not set in stone, but the reason I looked at it was because in the progress transit chart I was just reading from, it was saying that it was a time of business and career. So I had to do a progress business chart with both of our birthdays to see how it plays out, but it does pretty well. It has a good amount of conflict as well as a good amount of easy. Because we have 17 placements of ease and 11 placements of conflict. So, that's that's some pretty good odds. Alright. I can dig it. I can dig it. Can dig it. I think you're in that microphone. You're too close. Okay, uh, um, it just it move it move it, it did move a little bit. How about how about there? Yeah, that's clear. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I've been messing with it because I've noticed that, like you told me before, with the um, doing the wisdom talks, you can hear my 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 inhales like really sharp, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I gotta I gotta keep it away, or I want to find out if I can get a um a screen, you know? Yeah, something dampen it. All right. Um, now, I think tomorrow I might do, depending on how much more I read of this collective illusion book, I may do an astrology comparison with that book because it's a lot of good stuff in there. Mm-hmm.
so. Hold on a second. Oh, he up here just moving around. Also, even a chart for the elections. The electoral astrologer. Chart calculator. Chart calculator. I feel like that's pretty freaking cool. What particularly? The election, electional astrology calculator. What for like political? Auspicious dates. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, you know they're already doing that. Right. They're in the back there doing but some devil shit with astrology. <laughs> they're using it to build a whole reptilian life force type thing. Well, no, what's wrong with reptilians? Um, you know, I'm, uh, snakes are te- technically reptiles. I, my Chinese. Oh, so now you're a snake. Oh, you are a snake. Yeah, Damn. Zodiac, yeah. You're the Chinese snake. I was like, hold on. You got the reptilian brain for real. He told me I was from Atlantis, but I never believed him. Yeah, I got that reptilian brain. Mm-hmm. That explains the mercenary effect. I'm definitely... See, well, you know, and it's taken me a while to... Because I've been influenced by a lot of stuff to not be mercenary before. But now... um. I guess, I don't know. Instead of having a midlife crisis, I just decided to um, to just uh, go full, uh, go full Merc. It's funny because you're a triple Virgo with a Mercury rule chart. So Merc, Mercury, Mercenary. There you go. It's given the same energy. Calculated. They, like, I'm looking at the types of charts they have. Sinistry charts. That's the one I just did. Transit charts. Dominant planet. Name numerology. Life path. Chinese horoscope. Celtic sign. Composite Vedic. VLC moon. Beginner's guide. Venus cycles. Sidereal Vedic astrology chart. Nashapra calculator, this fertility day calculator, solar return, rectification, full moon, January, February, astro calendar, ephemeris, astro twins, name calculator, weather forecasting, midpoint calculator, house system, solar arc, zodiac symbols, zodiac signs, Mercury retrograde, Venus, electional ellipsis, gardening. Gardening is how I got into astrology. I started with garden charts. Sabian symbols, big three, Jillian, Julian to Gregorian, daily love horoscope, tarot astrology, planetary overview, chart interpretations, natal aspects, sinistry aspects, transit aspects, fixed stars, sinastra, carta, natal, horoscopio gratuitous, horoscope breaking. Oh, it's in different languages as well. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six languages. So, pretty cool chart based site. And pretty easy to use as well. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's pretty daggum cool. What are you doing? I'm uh, getting an Uber. Getting an Uber. What are you doing oh, besides oh. reading the reading uh, reading the stars? Thinking about thinking this. about this <laughs> this song in my head that inspired the title. Oh, uh, what was that song? Because it's it's Jodeci. I want to say it's Jodeci Fina. No, 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 no. No, it's freaking you, freaking you. <laughs> I always get it wrong. I've been saying it wrong all day. Yeah, but it is Jodeci.
Oh yeah. And funny enough, is this is the closing theme song to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. But the chorus say it's a pretty decent chorus. That's where the the words came from. What must I say? What must I do to show how much I think about freaking you? You know, I just left the freaking you part off of there. Have a, a song. It's it's different. It's rock. It's from a band called um, Stabbing Westward. And it goes, what do I have to do to make you happy? What do I have to do to make you understand? What do I have to do to make you want me? And if I can't make you love me, then tell me what do I have to do? I haven't, I have heard that. I didn't know that was the artist. Yeah, they're called Stabbing Westward. Stabbing westward. Like the setting of the sun in the west. Yeah, I suppose. I'm thinking that this is going to be a shorter episode today because we pretty much covered everything within that first hour. Mm. I'm trying to get where I'm more concise in delivering the Astro News and getting out of here before the naysayers and haters get here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, well, <clears throat> I won't mention it, but uh, in the other room, somebody was down in the bottom queue. I don't know if you saw, but I was just doing a brief showing of the uh, the tarot deck. Did you mm-hmm. did you see somebody down there? Okay, yes. Yeah, that's that's trouble. That's big trouble in Little see. China. I remember that movie. Huh? Oh. I remember that movie. But yes, I am glad that Charlie has sat in with us today. It's been an awesome show. I wish he would come up and speak with me one day, but he may be busy. So whenever you have the chance, let me know. And this has been your favorite wandering goose, Cicely Marie. With my awesome co-host, Mr. Hakeem Alibogos. Yeah, yeah. And I'm signing out for today. Right, peace. Peace out.